1: Welcome back to another edition of the John Clay Podcast. I'm John Clay, sports columnist with the Lexington Leader and Kentucky.com. On today's podcast, we're going to preview the Kentucky-Arkansas basketball game Tuesday night. It's a 7 o'clock start at Rupp Arena on ESPN, and we're going to preview the game with two of the deans of SEC College Basketball reporting. We're going to talk with Bob Holt of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, and we're going to call talk with Jerry Tipton of the Lexington Herald Leader. Both guys have covered their teams for a long time. They know everything there is to know basically about SEC basketball and SEC basketball history. We're going to talk about the matchup between the Wildcats and the Razorbacks. In fact, we're not going to even waste any more time. We're going to get right to it first with Bob Old of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette and then Jerry Tipton of the Lexington Herald Leader. Okay, my guest now on the podcast is Bob Holt, longtime veteran, one of the deans of SEC, especially basketball covering the covering SEC basketball for the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. How you doing, Bob?
2: I'm doing I'm doing good, John. How are you?
1: <laughs> I am good. Uh Bob, first of all, how, let me ask you. We talked a little bit about this before before I hit the record button here, but how are you doing uh, with COVID? How are things in uh, Arkansas during this pandemic?
2: Well, I think we're all hanging in there the best we can. I'm lucky in that, one, you know, my job hasn't been adversely impacted. Right. Um, and and I, may, you know, I always I always lot. Yeah, we are lucky. Yeah, I, I always worked a lot at home anyway. But, you know, we'd work. Uh, there was a workroom up at the uh, – well, there is a workroom at Barnhill Arena where the Hogs used to play that we used for football, because that's right by the football field, and then we have the – well, I'm in a workroom. So if Eric Musselman, you know, if they had a press conference, you know, Monday to uh, preview the Kentucky game, well, we'd all go up to the arena and talk to Eric, and then we'd all go in the workroom. And now <laughs> we get The work. The all the workrooms are at home with Zoom, right. so that's different. So, but yeah, I feel very fortunate that I, you know, have have a job. I know a lot of people out there have lost their jobs or had their jobs. Their hours greatly reduced, and I feel fortunate that that hadn't happened to me, and and I can work from home safely. I know a lot of people to maintain their jobs and to you know provide for their families. They have to go out there and and be around a lot of other people, you know, right. people that freeze and people that you know get our food to the groceries, and I appreciate all of them a lot. And, yeah, so I'm hanging in there. I'm obviously, like everybody else, I'll, I'll be glad when things get back to normal.
1: Right, absolutely. Okay, Kentucky and Arkansas, Tuesday night, 7 o'clock uh, <laughs> at Rupp Arena. What about this Arkansas team, Bob? They when I saw them play a couple of games where they just got spanked. I think LSU and Alabama. But they seem to have turned things around. I think they've won like four of their last five. And the one game they did lose, they went right down to the wire against Oklahoma State. How, how is Arkansas playing right now?
2: Well, yeah, they're they're playing better. That week you referred to those games. That was um, about three weeks ago. They they went on the road to LSU and yeah, you know, just got spanked. They ended up losing by ninety two seventy six. I think that's sixteen, but they were down by thirty in the first half. And um, and then sort of like like Eric Musselman said after the game, there was kind of a lot of hollow points that they scored to make you know cosmetically make the game look better. And then at Alabama. And that was, that was like on a Wednesday and then that Saturday they had to go back on the road to Alabama. And Alabama, you know, they've been playing of late, really for a long time. And, um, you know, they they, they they beat Arkansas by 31, um, which tied for second worst by Kentucky. Kentucky had beaten Arkansas on one seventy a few years ago. So really? um, the, their worst loss was 32 at Mississippi State back in 2016, I think it was, worst SEC loss. And so um, – They (coughs) said, "Excuse me." I mean, it was just a really bad week. But one thing that coincided with that was Justin Smith, who's a graduate transfer from Indiana. He doesn't have eye-popping stats. He's averaging about eleven and a half points, about seven boards a game. Good stats, but he's a really key guy to them because of how he defends so well, and he moves the, the ball moves well when he's on the court. He's very athletic. He's a really good offensive rebounder. So he had had ankle surgery. He got hurt in their SEC opener against Auburn. So he missed that uh, LSU game. That was the fourth straight game he had missed. And then he, he came back for Alabama, played about 16, 17 minutes. Wasn't super effective because, you know, he he came back, you know, a good week earlier than he was anticipated, a couple weeks earlier. And he was a rusty, as you can imagine, a guy not being able to get on his ankle for, for over two weeks. And so – um, I think that impact, I'm not saying they would have won those games, but that ne- negatively impacted them. So they got back, and then they're, they're down at home by 19 to Auburn, and you're in the first half and you're thinking, wow, this is really going to be bad. I mean, and then they they and they, they rallied, you know, and, and it's the crowds are obviously socially distanced in, in Arkansas, just like they're everywhere, but they have a pretty good atmosphere, and, you know, um, the band's there, and they're not playing, but except the drummers, but they're actually – Jumping around and doing stuff because I guess they can't play the instruments because that would put, you know, droplets or whatever out. And so, um, and so anyway, they, they, they cut it back to 12 by, or 11, I think, by half. they ended up winning the game, you know, they hung on oh. and won the game. And so that's gave them some momentum. And then obviously they went to Vanderbilt, who's not very good, and they had a good win there. So they, they just kind of got in the role, and they won four straight SEC games and they had a tough loss at Oklahoma State. Could have won their loss by 4K Cunningham. You know, the guy that's supposed to be the number one pick in the draft had a great game down the stretch. So they're playing pretty well, but now this is going to be, when they play uh, Kentucky, it would have been a full week since they played because their game against Texas yeah, their game, they're they're game are supposed to play Texas A&M on Saturday here, and um, that game got postponed because of COVID issues within the A&M program. So um, – They've gotten some extra time to get some injured guys healed up, but Eric said they want to play Saturday because um, he wants these guys deserve to get every game in they can, and um, so he said it was frustrating, and disappointing. I mean, they, they weren't you know being critical of A and M, but right. but uh, you know they're just frustrating, disappointed Yeah, so it'll he, be interesting to see how they play with a full week off because that happens in December with finals and things, but um, an SEC player obviously used to playing two games a week.
1: Yeah, yeah. Have they had have they have they not had to deal with any COVID uh, postponements or issues before before this weekend, this past weekend?
2: Yeah, not not within their program. They're supposed to play Tulsa, and this was in early December. They had a game with Tulsa. It was like on a Tuesday, and they found out on late Saturday night they'd beaten somebody, and they found out late that night that Tulsa could not play. Okay. They had so, what Arkansas did was they, they sort of had a short list, or maybe it was a long list of teams that they might be able to get matched up with who also were, you know, had games canceled or postponed. So, they managed to schedule Southern um, and play them on Wednesday night, like one night after they were supposed to play Tulsa and they beat them. But so that game, in, and then this was the first SEC that postponed. Yeah. But our, you know, Eric Musselman said back in November, I think, right before the season was going to start, but he said he did, that they would not, he didn't make a key, but he said he did not expect them to, to for Arkansas, to have, ever after have cancel because of COVID, because they already had so many guys having, they'd been through it. Eric said, I haven't had it. And as a matter of fact, when they played Abilene Christian, Eric missed the game because he was caught up in contact tracing from a staff member. Okay. Who was positive. And it turned out Eric didn't get it, but he missed that game. And he passed enough tests to be able, this was actually before they played Auburn. He, he passed enough tests to be able to go on that trip and coach the team. But he has said he did not expect Arkansas to have to postpone any games. And that, that's, that's been a fact. They, it, any postponements have been because the other team was having issues, not that Arkansas didn't have enough players.
1: Okay. Well, that's good. Okay. Well, Bob, who are some? Uh, you mentioned one of the Arkansas players. Who? Uh, who are some other guys that Kentucky fans should look for uh, on Tuesday? Who's playing? Who's playing well right now for the Razorbacks?
2: Yeah. Well, M- Moses Moody. He's a he's a stud freshman. He'd fit in right. He'd fit right into Kentucky. Um, he's a Little Rock kid, six uh, six. You know, skilled guard. Uh, he's being projected as a first round draft pick. I've even seen him in some lotteries. Um, so if so, he'll be Arkansas's first one and done player.
1: Really? Um, they've never had a one and done player.
2: Never had a one and done. Not, not that went to the NBA. Really?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> had some yeah. other one and dunce, but not, uh, not NBA one and dunce. Okay.
2: Uh, Joe Johnson, you know, who's played 17 years in the NBA. He was a two, you know, he left after his sophomore season and okay. they've had some good, you know, Corliss Williamson and, and Ronnie Brewer and, um, uh, you know oh, yeah. effort but they you know some of those guys left after their junior of course you know that carlos back in 95 he stayed three years that probably wouldn't happen now if the player is right. going as he it but um the different time yes yeah, so moses moody he's leading them in scoring averaging over 16 points a game over uh about six boards he's very good uh, he does a good job of getting to the, to the uh, free throw line knocking down his free throws he's a good rebounder for his size um you know good three-point shooter he he's just a really good player all around he played at monteverde you know right. in, in in florida he played him and cunningham were teammates and roommates for two years really? and so that, that was a cool matchup and yeah he played uh moses scored 17 points at at um, oklahoma state and uh that was a good matchup it was kind of a fun thing seals two young stars. And he scored. I think he, said, he had 28 in that, in that debacle at Alabama. Moses was one positive. He scored 28, scored 26, and Vandy. So he's got, you know, he's got star power. They're their most complete all-around player. And then they've got. Um, I mentioned Justin Smith, who's brought a lot to him, and he's getting healthier now. Um, they got Connor Vano, a seven-three kid, An interesting player. Um, he's from Little Rock, but he went to Cal. Uh, Mike Anderson's uh, didn't offer him a scholarship. I don't really think he fit the style Arkansas played then, but you know, Connor uh, had a pretty good freshman year at Cal. They didn't want him to leave. And so he, uh, he, he tried to get a waiver. I don't think Cal was very cooperative. So he redshirted. and um, he's averaging you know, about 9.6 boards a game. And he's interesting in that, you know, he's not a traditional, you know, big man, you know, back to the basket, post up guy. He's, he definitely needs to add some weight and strength. And he knows that. But he's got, a, he's got a good perimeter shot. He really moves the ball well. He's very skilled. He blocks shots. He's blocked uh, 10 shots in his last two games. And it's interesting you know, how they move the ball around the zone with him because they can throw over the top of people to him. And um, there's been games he hasn't played a lot because he just he has trouble maybe covering smaller, quicker guys. But I would think with Kentucky's big guys, he could be a big factor in this game. And then they've got a, a guy with Kentucky ties, Jalen Tate. Their point guard He's from Northern Kentucky. Big six six, real good defense. He was a defensive player of the year in the Horizon League, and um, uh, he scores okay, drives the ball. Um, he leads them in assists and steals. You know, so he's he's a nice player there. And um, so those would probably be their their main guys, I would say.
1: So what do they have to do on Tuesday to get the win uh, against a? struggling Kentucky team. Bob. You've been <laughs> around for a long time. What, what? Well, let me ask you that before we get to the keys. How surprised are you that when you look up and you see with Arkansas coming to Rep Arena, Kentucky's 5-12? and 12. It's a
2: shock because I don't think anybody saw this coming. I think mean, Kentucky, you know, I know they had a highly rec- uh, regarded recruiting class like they always do. Yeah. And I know they were – I mean, I do the AP poll. I had them – I'd have to look back at my poll, but I'm sure I had them in the top ten. And you know when they start when they had a couple of tough losses early, you know you thought, well, those are good teams. I didn't really see this coming that they would yeah. struggle like this. Um, even when Richmond beat them, I thought Rich. I had Richmond ranked early. I thought Richmond was a really good team. And you can see, well, you know these these mid majors with a lot of veteran players playing these uh, talented but young, uh, you know power fives that that, that can happen. But even that you know when, when Richmond beat them, I was a little surprised by the margin. But even the loss didn't totally shock me. But then, when you see those other losses and in the SEC, and you wonder about those kids' confidence. But yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody um, anticipated seeing Kentucky struggle like this to this the, to this degree. Right. Um, you know, but I, I do wonder about you know, COVID's a weird deal for everybody. And you wonder how these guys out of high school how it impacts them. Right. And and the fact there's no crowd there. You know, to or there is a crowd, but definitely not about the 3, mutual 000. crowd.
1: Yeah, about yeah. 3,000 is what they're yeah. allowing
2: in. I oh. remember talking to Nate Oates before. You know, he had a Zoom before they played Arkansas. And we were talking about – he mentioned that was when they just won it up. Arkansas was their next game. And um, he was talking about how they cut the lead from 20 to 11 or something. He said, hey, you know, if that's the usual 23,000, they're 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 roaring, you right, know. Right. But, it, but it, it, you know, his point was that it made it easier to hold off Kentucky because they didn't have the usual crowd. It was – Right. It was I don't know what it was, because at that time, I don't know what it is now, but at that time in SEC games, the road team was actually 15 and 14. The road team actually had a winning record, and I asked him about that, and he just said, yeah, it's not the same for anybody, you know. Right. And he But I think especially teams like Arkansas, Kentucky, Tennessee, that are used to getting big crowds, I think it impacts them more at home than a lot of teams, or Duke, or, you know. Right. I think that's the reasons all these blue bloods are having trouble. I don't think it's the only reason, but I think, you know, and, you know, and you know, Kansas, they're losing a really good teams most of the time. Right, right. Um, but, um, Tough league. Yeah. And, and so I think it impacts, I think the, the lack of crowds impacts the teams, you know, that would, be, that would be filling their arenas more than the other teams. It affects right. everybody, but I think no. it has a stronger impact, let's say Kentucky or Duke or someplace like that.
1: All right. Okay. Well, let's get back to keys then. What, what are the keys for Arkansas on Tuesday?
2: Well, I probably just sound like a coach, but um, that's okay. <laughs> I think yeah, you know, Arkansas is really good when they're forcing turnovers and converting those. They they fell behind uh, Mississippi State sixteen to three the other night, and they ended up beating them sixty one to forty five. And they uh, uh, Mississippi State had twenty six turnovers. Like Arkansas turned into 25 points. So I'm not saying they're going to turn Kentucky over 25 times, 26 times. They might,
1: They might. Bob. Have you seen this uh, Kentucky team play? That well, They're watched, very capable of making 26 uh, turns.
2: Well, I think that's a big key. <laughs> can Arkansas turn them over and, and turn that into offense? I think can they stay on the board? Now, Kentucky, you know, say what you like about them. They're still a big physical team. And Mississippi State's a big physical team. They came into here with a plus 8-7 rebound. Margin. Arkansas rebound him by eleven. You know, the yeah. big six eleven kid to do. He only had one rebound. You know, just reading Mystery State's notes. He came into the game with seven hundred rebounds, an active leader in the SEC and Arkansas did a really good job keeping keeping him off the board And people are I don't know if they're much on social media, but Eric uh, Musselman talked after the game about how they had all these signs about rebound, they, they they even put like little cards on the players' car windows, you know, like they put a ticket or so. <laughs> and then they, they, they this video, I think it ended up on ESPN. But Eric usually for pre games, he does it, interesting little motivational things. A lot of them get posted if they lose the game. They don't usually post them, understandably. Right. But he, him and some of the guys, I don't know where they got these or if they fixed them up. They they were in um, UPS shirts, you know, with like little logos on them. And they had boxes, and they were handing them out to the players in the locker room. And, of course, the boxes, they pulled out, and there'd be a thing saying rebound, rebound. So so I think they've – I'm not saying they got to, you know, uh, destroy Kentucky on the boards. Maybe hang with them, you know, be competitive on the boards. You know, get get some stick backs. Um, And don't over-foul them. You know, because, you know, a lot of times on the road, you can have a huge free throw differential. They, they can you know you might outscore them one team from the field and they end up beating you because they took thirty five free throws and you took twelve or something so I think they got to do that and um, so I, yeah those basics you know turn turn them over and, um, and and I think also just try to get some distance between them and you know because it, it, I mean I know Kentucky's had trouble closing games but I guess just just try to you know make, maybe try to take it out of them early because I would think that these Kentucky kids would be pretty Pretty vulnerable mentally, you know. Right,
1: right. No, I mean, you're right. Yeah, Kentucky's had some uh, problems finishing games, but yeah, especially at this point in the season, you really have to worry about how they can how they're holding up mentally they're not used to this kind of season even though it is their first and especially as you mentioned with COVID and being first year of college so it, it, it'll it be an interest. it will be an interesting matchup uh Kentucky's been right there in a lot of games they just can't seem to pull it out or or get over the hump so and we'll see actually and uh, as you said uh, looks like Arkansas is playing pretty well right now so well Bob tell uh Tell the listeners how they can follow you on Twitter and how they can find you online uh, for all the coverage leading up to the game and after the game.
2: Okay, well, yeah, we have a couple websites our, our ArkansasOnline.com. You can um, see our paper. You know, I'll get all our content there. Some of it's behind a of paywall, but hopefully, people, if they really are interested, you know, our, our subscriptions aren't too unreasonable, I don't think. And then we also have uh, wholehogsports.com, which is every, as you might guess, is everything Razorback related, yeah. every sport. And a, a lot of that is, um, some of that's behind a paywall, some of it's not. And then I think you know, also, we have a Northwest Arts thing at NWAonline.com. So I think three different websites. Good. <laughs> that's good. And, and then, you know, with my Twitter, I think I'm um, at Bob Holt ADG, which stands for Arkansas Democrat Gazette. You are. Although it's kind of like your own number. Sometimes you forget what it is because you never dial it. <laughs> right.
1: You are. I'm looking at it right now. You're Bob oh. Holt ADG. So okay, cool. cool. Sh- oh,
2: yeah, I don't need a .com. I'm getting Internet confused with Twitter. Yeah, so.
1: No, you're Bob Hold ADG, so check Bob out. Uh, he does a great job. Has done a great job over the years. Uh, they all do there at Arkansas. They all do a great job at the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, covering the Razorbacks, covering the Hogs, uh, everything you need to know about Arkansas. Uh, Bob and his colleagues have it for you. So, Bob, thanks. I'm sorry you're not coming to Lexington for the game. We always enjoy Jerry and myself. Always enjoy seeing you. Sorry you're not. Hopefully, by this time next year, we'll be back to traveling. Oh, well,
2: Hopefully, yeah. I'm going to miss going to, to uh, Joe Malone. As I always love going there. You that. go.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I know. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully, we'll be at Joe Bologna's this time next year or uh, in the 2020. Well, I guess it'll be 2022. Hopefully we'll all be at Joe Bologna's and then at yeah. Rupp Arena for a for a great game. Well, Bob, thank you very much for being on the podcast. We really appreciate it.
2: Okay. Take care, Joe. My pleasure.
1: Okay. That was Bob Holt with All You Need to Know About Arkansas. And next, we're going to get All You Need to Know About Kentucky from Jerry Tipton of their old leader in kentucky.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Okay, my guest on the podcast now is Jerry Tipton, UK basketball beat writer at the Herald Leader and kentucky.com. First of all, how's it going, Jerry?
0: Well, it's going okay, not too bad.
1: That's good. Uh Jerry, you've covered more than I have, but we both covered a lot of basketball. You've covered more than I have on the beat and uh, and other places. Uh did you ever think you would go through a Kentucky basketball season like this where they're sitting here on February? We are recording this on February the 8th where they're five and 12.
0: Well, somebody, I was on a radio show uh, from Knoxville uh, last week and the guy started his question that way. Did you ever think? And I thought that was what the question was going to be. But instead he asked me, did I ever think Kentucky would shoot this poorly? <laughs> I said, yes, uh, that." you know, that's within the realm of possibility, <laughs> but five and 12 or whatever it is. Right. No, never, ever, you know, we're, we're all conditioned and I am too, right. to expect a lot, you know, the reverse of five and 12 at the least. Right. And, uh, and I'm still mildly uh, less, uh, you know, more mildly now, every time they lose, it's just, there's an element of surprise to it. Cause I'm just conditioned to see them win. Right. So uh yeah. So yes, if, if the question is uh, did I ever imagine the, the answer is no.
1: Okay, when you back when you covered you covered Marshall before you came to UK, uh, did Marshall ever have seasons like this? Uh
0: you know, they probably did. The two seasons I did it were I was the backup one season and then I was the the beat guy the second. Okay. Uh nothing like this. No. Okay. Okay. And uh you know, The the thought goes back to uh, Eddie Sutton's last year. Right. And they had a losing record. I don't remember it. uh, Of course, that was a whole different scenario where the whole program was collapsing. Right. And this is just, uh, you know, the the interesting thing is to me is that they're five and 12 and they're very close to being three and 14 (laughs) with the double overtime loss at Mississippi State and the, Vandy home game where Vandy had 2 shots descended into overtime. That's now if you wanted you could also make the argument that they're very close to 7 and 10. Mm. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> By Kentucky standards that's not much, but it's better than 5 and 12.
1: So, you're including I assume the Notre Dame game?
0: Well, there uh yeah, I mean there's several games. Oh, okay. You know, nobody, that's the thing. If you want to be positive, you could say, well, you know, they're very, they're competitive oh yeah, and they've played a good schedule. I think no one would argue with that. No. And, you know, nobody's just handled them where it was like men against boys. Or you could say maybe Alabama. Okay, right. fine. But they do that just, you know, they've done that to several teams. So, okay. And they made 14 threes, if I remember right, in that game. Mm-hmm. So, okay, the things happen. But, right. uh, you know, I, you know, we are where we are. Right. where
1: we are right yeah that's right we're five and 12 or kentucky's five and 12 four and six in the SEC going into the game on tuesday night against arkansas uh, what uh, this is the second of three home games uh how much do you think the uh lack of a crowd has hurt them Uh, in these games at Rupp Arena. Uh, In the first part of the podcast, uh, I was talking with Bob Holt of Arkansas, and Bob brought up the uh, point that when they were talking to Nate Oates, the Alabama coach, before Alabama played Arkansas, and that was after Kentucky played Alabama at Rupp, he said, well, you know, we were up like 20 on uh, Kentucky, and Kentucky cut it to 11 and said, you know, if there had been a normal Rupp Arena crowd there, they would have been really roaring and getting behind them. But there's not the normal crowd there. There's just 3,000 thousand people there uh so he said that kind of works to our advantage uh, how much do you think that that is a valid point or does it go the other way i mean we've seen at times where kentucky's playing poorly and the fans start grumbling and you can feel them uneasy even to the point where we've heard them boo in some in some instances what about the lack of fans
0: well i asked mark fox that uh earlier this season he's the coach at california now and uh he was sort of taken aback that i even had to ask and uh <laughs> he said uh he said that he pointed out that georgia played kentucky very ke- competitively in some of the games at Rupp, mm-hmm. and kentucky won and he asked me do you think the crowd helped kentucky win those games and i said yes i mean i think anybody that's a big reason why it's called the home court advantage right. i think uh, both teams are influenced by the crowd, uh, and I think the referees are influenced by the crowd. They're human, and uh, and uh, I'm not saying anything, you know, there any cheating's going on or anything right. like that. I just think, you know, when you got twenty thousand people looking over your shoulder. I don't. I think you have to believe it has some impact uh-huh. on uh, on it. So yes, the, the short answer is yes. I, and John Calipari's pointed that out several times, and I don't think anybody would argue with that. Yeah. That you know, and I remember more than once over the seasons where he's called for the fans on his radio show and elsewhere to be boisterous, and I think what he was saying, stand up in the last four minutes, and stuff like that. So, yes, I mean, mm-hmm. it definitely has an impact.
1: Yeah. Enough to turn this – would it have completely turned this season around, or would it just meant maybe a couple more wins?
0: Well, I think it would be helpful Yeah, <laughs> about hard turning to, the whole hard season Hard to quantify, that,
1: quantify as yeah. far as wins and losses.
0: Well, it's hard to say for sure, but, I mean, uh, you'd rather have the fans than not. Turn around mm-hmm. the whole season, yeah. I mean, I could see several games, the tenor of the games – being different mm-hmm. uh at home mm-hmm. and of course they've played several games away so right. then you've got the opposite effect right uh, maybe mississippi state would have won that double overtime game if right. they had had a crowd there right. so uh you know it goes both ways right. but uh i if, if if i was the coach of kentucky i want twenty thousand people there yeah. for sure
1: <laughs> yeah that's that's true what about uh did you did you see anything in the Tennessee game in that particular defeat that was any different than in previous defeats?
0: Well, not really, to be yeah. honest with you. I, I thought it was pretty much the same only, and I think I said this in one of those game stories I did, the same thing only in capital letters, mm-hmm. where the uh, the late uh, game execution was even worse uh-huh. than, than, uh, than it had been. And it had been a problem. It had been an issue anyway. Right. And uh, they got outscored thirty-four to thirteen, something like that, right. in the last after they took a ten-point lead. So that speaks right. for itself. I mean, other games, yes, they, you know, they haven't performed well in the clutch. But this was like you know, this was like further evidence of that to the max. I, well, hope they hope it's to the max. Right. Right.
1: What about the? Uh, I guess there was one. If there was one bright spot uh, out of Tennessee, was Keon Brooks the way he played? Uh, you know, he is the guy who, even though he missed a chunk of the first part of the season, you know, finally got to back come back and he's been a little up and down, but he's shown signs of a guy. Especially the other night, is that something they can build on with him?
0: Well, I would think. I mean, uh, you know, he's been around the block. And he's got the, to me, he's got a calmness about his presence on the court mm-hmm. and that that would help because <laughs> right. there doesn't seem to be a lot of that no. uh, as they're learning. Uh, the interesting thing to me, the caution to it uh, to not overreact is that he didn't score in the last seven minutes or so. Right. You know, Tennessee and further future opponents are going to be paying attention and uh, and they, they try, you know, tilt their defense towards keeping him con- contained. And so, you know, and then who, who picks up the slack? Uh, you know, we'll right. see.
1: And nobody picked up the slack the other night. That was, to me, the thing. No. When they started tightening down on him, I mean, he just needed, I think, didn't Cal make the, a comment about he was cam was begging other guys to shoot and they wouldn't either wouldn't shoot or when they did shoot they were not you know not making which has been a problem with this team you know all year long uh how do you think i
0: took the begging people to shoot to mean just get it on the rim yeah so we can go rebound right maybe we can rebound and have a putback right you know but just but uh yeah if you don't put it up there then one, we we don't get, we don't get a chance to make a shot, and two, we don't get a chance for a putback.
1: Right, and the other thing too is that and when I was podcasts last week. Previewing in the Tennessee game talking with Mike Wilson of the Knoxville News Sentinel. And we're talking about that, you know, Rick reading some of Rick Barnes comments when they were not playing well recently, kind of sounded like Cal. And one of those was, was he said was we're passing up too many open shots. And when we pass up the open shot, that seems to always lead to a turnover or a bad shot. And right. uh, that, that I think Cal, that's kind of a carbon copy of what Cal's been saying. You turn down those. It's not just that turning down the open shot, it's not just turning down the shot. It just always seems to to lead to something uh, bad happening before the possession's over.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, when you look at the numbers, and I'm talking about Ken Pomroy here, you see uh, some striking similarities between Kentucky and Tennessee yeah. in terms of uh, off, uh, off offense and defensive efficiency being both teams much better on defense Mm -hmm. and uh the point distribution is much more tilted towards twos and free throws Mm -hmm. than threes and so you know that's interesting and uh i think tennessee i mean they they, i think this is just an opinion i think they have better players or at least more experienced players doing it
1: right right exactly what about arkansas how do you think they match up with arkansas
0: well you know i i'm I wish I had seen more of Arkansas. I've watched some of them, yeah, some of their too. games, but not enough to where I feel like I know, know them, you know? Right. So uh, I, I'm intrigued by Connor Vanover, the seven foot three guy that can shoot. That'll be interesting to see how his presence impacts. He's, he doesn't always have that big of an impact. Right. So I'm not saying he's going to be uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, but, uh, it'll be interesting to see out that dynamic. And also the, uh, as uh, Joel justice mentioned today, uh, the, uh, uh defending driving because mm-hmm. Vancouver can, you know, his presence, he can shoot the three, uh, they can spread the floor some and they like to drive. So it'll be interesting to see.
1: Yeah. No, I think Cal mentioned it after the Tennessee game, Arkansas likes the way Eric Musselman likes to play, likes to spread the floor out, uh, try to use his players, athleticism, try to get mismatches. I think, uh, Joel mentioned that today, too, that he's always muscleman is always looking for mismatches and trying to exploit mismatches, but as you say, Kentucky's played well defensively. All season long, I think they're in the top 20 in Kemp. i I think, 18th. I think I look today in defensive efficiency, so... Um, you know, we'll see. It's all going to come down with, can they make shots? And I think they've slipped now at even lower. I think they're like 308th or something like that now in three point percentage. Uh, you know, can they make shots and can they execute down the stretch? I don't expect this game to be any different than the ones we've seen up to this point. It's just a matter. Of can they, can they do it when they haven't been able to do it in the past, in the past? Well, Anyway, uh, we'll have plenty of coverage leading up to the game, we'll, uh, which is a 7 o'clock start at Rupp Arena. Be sure and follow Jerry on Twitter at Jerry Tipton. Follow all his uh, coverage leading up to the game uh, online on Kentucky.com and in the print edition of The Herald Leader. Jerry, thanks again for being on the podcast. Okay, that'll do it for this edition of the John Clay Podcast. Thanks to Bob Holder, the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Thanks to Jerry Tipton of the Lexington Herald-Leader. Thanks to everybody who follows these podcasts, Thank, which you can follow on App, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Tuned In, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio Podcasts. Leave us a rating or a review. We really appreciate that. We appreciate everybody who supports our work at the Lexington Herald-Leader and Kentucky.com. You can support our work by getting a sports pass Sports-only subscription, digital subscription to Kentucky.com. It's $30 for the first year. You get all of our U.K. basketball, U.K. football, U.K. recruiting with Ben Roberts. You get columns by Mark Story and myself. You get Jared Peck's high school coverage, all $30 for the first year. Hurry on over to Kentucky.com. The website, hit the subscription button, check out all of the subscription offers to Kentucky.com. You can follow me on Twitter at John Clay IV. Drop me a email if you want to at um, I'm at J Clay at leadercom and follow our coverage Tuesday with Kentucky-Arkansas leading up to the game. We'll have live updates uh, on the site, on my blog site, the John Clay Sidelines blog site. Uh, look for those. you will uh, have takeaways after the game, which you can also find on my blog on the Sidelines blog site as well. So be sure and check all of that out. And, again, thanks for listening to the podcast. We'll be talking to you again soon.